Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, Travis here. Uh, what you're going to hear today is a little different than what we normally do in this podcast feed. Uh, Chris and I are usually in the same call talking about a specific song and Kanye's discography. But over on the YouTube channel, we open up a little bit. We'll do fun like lists, you know, rankings and stuff, uh, analyze music videos, things like that, that sometimes those videos help to have a visual component to them, but they don't always, and I, we thought they'd be fun to post here in the podcast feed as well. So that's what you're hearing today. If you want to go watch the video with it, you can, of course, go do that. But we thought, why not give you all the content you can get on the podcast feed? Okay. Thank you so much and stay wavy. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love, I don't get enough of it Jesus just rose again Listen to the kids Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert. On this channel, we talk Kanye West. And today we're going to be talking these text messages between Ye and Pete Davidson. And most of you have already read them, I'm sure. And you're just here because you want to hear some reaction and context. Uh, the entertainment value of somebody going over all of this. And then, I mean, if you haven't read these things, if you're one of the per people that are here because you're just like, what is this? Congratulations to you on living a life that is so disconnected from social media and clickbait media that you're hearing this from me like keep doing what you're doing and keep watching you know but i want to tell two stories that kind of summarize how i feel about this uh interaction at this point or the the drama that's been unfolding between pete and yay at this point and i'm gonna stay like i don't think i'm going to explain that i'm just gonna tell the stories and you can you know, kind of take from it what you will. But uh, the first one is that in eighth grade, <laughs> I was in the lunch line of school, right? And I was at the end of the line and it was me and my friend, Rachel. And Rachel was very pretty, very like charming and bubbly. And I didn't have a crush on her or anything. We were just friends, but I still wanted like, I thought of Rachel as like, cool and the fact that she was my friend i was always just like oh man i have a cool friend like rachel and uh one day as we're in the lunch line at the very end like talking this kid michael um <laughs> michael comes up and cuts us which made no sense right we're just two people at the very back of the line but he cuts specifically us and i didn't like that I wanted to be cool in front of Rachel. So I push Michael and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like get to the back of the line. And he has some choice swear words for me and pushes me back and is clearly like unhappy. And me as an adult looking back on it can imagine that Michael 
was probably having like a really bad day it turned out he was like just in the principal's office for something like got in trouble like school probably wasn't going well like maybe there was something going on at home like michael didn't just cut us because things are fine in his life and he's a jerk right there was something going on he's sick he's annoyed like angry and annoyed cuts us but i don't care I'm just like, hey, he can't do that. And I need to look cool in front of Rachel. So I push him. He swears. I don't like that. So I push him again. And we start fighting. Like he throws a punch. I throw a punch. Neither of us lands the punch. And then we start like wrestling. And I have him in a headlock. He's pulling at my shirt. And finally, like a teacher runs and pulls us apart. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow. I just got in this like fight and I stood my ground and I did that in front of Rachel and wow, like I really like, I really did that. That was something out of a movie, out of a TV show. And I look over and like Michael, like red faced, right? Mike, he was always Mike. Mike's red faced and like huffing. I'm like breathless. And I look over, Rachel is laughing. She is crying. She's laughing so hard. Just, tears coming out of her face, doubled over, holding her stomach. And the teacher that broke us apart takes Michael, Mike, back to the principal's office and just leaves me where I am. Doesn't even care, <laughs> right? Because I don't know, I'm I'm a no one. Like I don't get in trouble. Mike had just been in trouble. So now is going back. And uh, I look at Rachel. I'm just like, why, why are you laughing? And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was just the most absurd looking thing I've ever seen. You two just looked so ridiculous. And in my head, I'm thinking how intense it was, how like much I stood my ground, how I dodged the punch. You know, he might've dodged my punch, but we were like wrestling and grappling and trying to throw each other. And to Rachel, our one like audience member who I, like, opinion mattered to me, is just like laughing at us and thought that we were just silly. <laughs> So there's that story. And then the other story is uh, <laughs> Fire Festival. You remember Fire Festival. It was supposed to be this end-all, be-all, best festival of all time, so legendary. It was advertised everywhere in this exclusive kind of way. All these social media influencers like at the top of the pyramid were posting about how they're going to Fire Festival. And all these people signed up to go. It was supposed to be on this island with the sweet lodging and by the beach. All these great musicians were already signed up to be there. So it seemed like it was going to be one of the greatest things. And then it was a complete disaster. They made documentaries about it. The guy that put it together, Billy McFarlane, went to jail. It was so badly handled. There were people that arrived to the island and the lodgings weren't ready. The food, like there wasn't enough food. There wasn't enough water. There were actual like medical emergencies because they people were just out in the heat. Did it have like... Uh, a place to be out of the elements. There was no internet. People were struggling to book tickets home. The The island itself wasn't logistically able to handle, the infrastructure wasn't able to handle how many of these just like yuppie Americans flew into the island. It was really like hellacious. And you have people have, on social media, of course, like just relishing in the uh, short, sh 
Schoidenfraud. I forget what it is, but when you when you take pleasure in the pain someone else <laughs> is experiencing, they're just like, ha, all these like yuppies went to this place for this great time and now look at them, they're miserable, ha ha ha. It became like a huge joke. But when you watch the documentaries about what was going on behind the scenes of Firefest, there were a lot of people who were earnestly trying to make this happen and ended up telling Billy McFarlane, is that his name, Billy McFarlane? Like, this isn't possible. Like, we should refund money now. We should cancel it. Like, we didn't give ourselves enough of a runway to make it happen. It's not that the festival wasn't possible. It's just it needed time and money that Billy wasn't, like, he didn't have the money and he wasn't giving them the time and rushing this. And whenever people were saying, like, we shouldn't be doing this, this can't happen, no, 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 Billy was saying, I need someone that can make it happen. I need someone that's going to say, yes, you're fired. So it's like all these smart, capable people that were saying, like, hey, we can't do this, were then let go because there's someone at the top that thought no was just a mindset, right? That there was always going to be a way to make it work if you're just driven and motivated enough. And unfortunately, that's not always the case. And on the one hand, you do see all these stories of people that are really successful because they don't accept no, because they push on, they find a way. Like a lot of successful people and companies and even like countries, right? will find a way to make something happen. So always saying no or just giving up, I'm not saying that's the best thing to do. It's just there are times where if you're the person in the room that's saying like, no, this can't happen, you can be <laughs> kicked out, right? You can be frowned upon. It can be a negative thing to go against uh, the popular opinion. So those two stories essentially are how I feel about this situation. Uh, the person that is saying like, hey, maybe this should stop. And like Rachel watching me and Mike Niemiller fights and just finding it's like outrageous. That's how I kind of feel in summation of this at this point. It's like, I feel for both Ye and Pete, like yay for the fact that he's going through so much and like trying to like sort out his feelings but i don't think defeating pete brings him anything at this point right it's not like pete's not the hurdle to getting kim back it's not the hurdle to everything being like magically fixed with scheduling things with his kids or seeing his kids it's like pete is an easy target uh, at this point right rather than a worthwhile targets and pete is standing up for himself and trying to like not take shit anymore from yay but at the same time like how he's going about it just feels equally ridiculous to me or unhelpful it's like yay is also being very unhelpful but there's kind of like a generic quality to what he's doing in terms of song lyrics in terms of the music video that's a little disconnected. It's like attacking the idea of Pete rather than going after Pete's like personally, privately. Yes, it is very personal, but I mean like actually showing up to Pete's like place or apartment or like him and Kim and like yelling at him, right? Everything has just kind of been this general idea of attacking Pete rather than him actually going 
and getting into confrontations with Pete. Um, but now Pete is escalating it to direct verbal confrontations with Ye. And it's just like, I don't know if that's the right decision. And I don't know. Maybe sometimes you have to like just go down that path. You have to fight Mike Niemiller in order to realize like maybe it's not worth like fighting Mike Niemiller. Like we're the last two people in line. If one more person cuts us, <laughs> what's that really like doing? Right. Um, so, okay, let's get into these text messages. You have Pete's as with its yay to, oh, these texts were posted not by Pete himself, by, by Dave Cyrus Cyrus, who's an SNL writer or was an SNL writer, uh, and also co-wrote the King of Staten Island, which is the movie that Pete did with Judd Apatow. That was kind of like Pete's first foray into being a leading man in cinema like written by judd p and dave like directed by judd like for it to be a judd apatow movie is a big deal or was a big deal at some points um but dave's like friends with pete and a good friend with pete and he posted it to his instagram and then blocked us i guess <laughs> i could check out his page earlier and then it seems at some point i didn't say anything to him i didn't post anything about him i didn't make a comment about him but i guess just having kanye in our name was enough for him to be like nah these guys are blocked um which you know i get he's probably tired and especially after posting these in the avalanche of attention that it got, he's probably just like, you know what? I don't want to hear from any of these people. Um, <laughs> so he post posted all of these messages. So, yo, it's Skeet. Can you please take a second? Which, you know, you got to give some credit to Pete for leaning into the Skeet name. We saw that one article where he talked about uh, how he found all of this hilarious is what page six was saying that he wasn't bothered by it like thought it was funny and that it was only strengthening his relationship with kim so he's like yo it's skeets trying to find use humor to disarm the situation up front right okay good way to start can you please take a second and calm down bad way to start <laughs> like telling yay to calm down is essentially like how to piss yay off 101 which maybe he knows that or maybe he just thinks like in a very like new york staten island way telling someone to calm down you're doing the right thing this is not the right thing uh and he says it's 8 a.m and indeed it's 809 a.m when these are being posted uh and it don't gotta be like this i think this is in reference to yay had posted a lot to instagram <laughs> Uh, he was upset at the fact that North wasn't going to be at Sunday service at 10 a.m. and took to Instagram to post that he had told Kim that, uh, that Sunday service was moved to 10 a.m. because Saint had a soccer game at noon and Kim had told him that morning, right? Not the day before when he texted her and Ye provided the text message where he said at 2 p.m., on saturday that he was moving sunday service it wasn't until that morning sunday morning that kim was like oh north won't be there because she was at a sleepover last night so and he's just like what the hell <laughs> like you didn't tell me that you couldn't inform me you couldn't like stop her from going to the sleepover and make sure if she did go to the sleepover she knew she still had to get up and come to sunday service like how are you 
like this is like shared custody like how are we doing this this is annoying he was clearly like very upset by this and pete's in response is just like it don't gotta be like this kim is literally the best mother i've ever met which i mean hey you know pete's mom like hey um what she does for those kids is amazing and you are so lucky so effing lucky that she's your kid's mom so he's like trying to defend kim uh i've decided i'm not gonna let you treat us this way anymore and i'm done being quiet so okay right you're just like where's this energy been he's like answering that question like i'm not gonna let you treat us this way anymore and i'm done being quiet but it's not like Ye has talked about Kim being like a great mom. He's like he knows she like loves the kids. The issue is that they've been having like scheduling problems, right? Where Ye wants to do something, but Kim's saying it can't be done or doesn't inform him about something else or changes plans last minute with this. And it just seems like a lot of the issues that Ye has posted about between he and Kim regarding the kids have been scheduling conflicts or miscommunications around scheduling or denials of schedule because Ye is making a change or a request uh, last minute and there's already plans or Kim's not adapting to that or responding to that. It just seems like they need someone that their full-time job is just scheduling, managing the schedule and being like, yes yay you're saying this let me like bring that to kim and let her know that this is now on the schedule and kim can be like oh that's on the schedule okay <laughs> like just someone doing that seems like it might alleviate a lot of the burden though maybe not i don't know what's going on but just from what we have seen there's so much that's just been scheduling issues uh, like the kids not being able to go somewhere or yay not being informed about where something is it's things that can like easily be overcome but right now the two are working through how they're communicating as like co-parents right not as a married couple with kids but as a divorced like people that are co-parenting for kids and that can be a lot uh anyway so pete is pointing more towards like the quality of kim as a mother rather than the quality of co-parenting at the moment but uh and then saying i've decided i'm not gonna let you treat us this way like i'm done being quiet okay uh grow the f up which also don't know if that's helping the situation <laughs> uh right like what's he want kanye to do at this point just like accept what happened not be upset about what happened to reach out to kim privately and just be like can we still make sure north is there just saying grow the f up isn't adding to the conversation and this is one of the things on social media that you see and with anything at this point right people are going to be positive or negative towards something there's always a glass half full glass half empty response that people are inherently going to have to anything to someone like a movie a sports team an athlete a celebrity so pete doing this there are going to be people that are cheering it on feeling like oh yay has like you know the scales have been tipped in yay's favor he's been doing so much that pete has kind of free reign to 
tip the scales back in his favor. So this isn't too much. This is like eye for an eye, fire with fire, tit for tat. And to me, it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't think <laughs> this is a great way of going about it. The same thing with like, Yay in the song lyrics, the music video, all the Instagram posts. Like, I don't think that's a great way of going about it either. Like, I don't know if that, like, why you're doing this is just frustration. And it might feel good in terms of getting out some of the frustration, right? But I don't know if it's going to ultimately get you closer to the thing that you want, which at the time might have been winning Kim back now might just be having a positive co-parenting situation like defeating pete is not going to help with anything and pete yelling at yay is not going to be the thing that makes him go like you know what <laughs> pete's right it's just going to lead to more antagonism especially when you're just saying like grow the f up like yada 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 and yay's response is like calm but also intense at first it's oh you using profanity which is just kind of funny like oh you're talking to like uh, a christian man with this kind of language how dare you uh and then where are you right now it does have some undertones to it right especially with yay talking about like beating pete's ass multiple times in the song but also mentioning on social media like now saying where are you right now it feels like oh is this like why is yay want to know right <laughs> but after getting this kind of text it feels like all right like it's up right which is a phrase yay had said multiple times not in response to pete and like wanting to fight pete on social media but just saying like there's a battle going on right now and he feels like he's in a fight uh, whether it's with like Kim and the co-parenting media, people trying to control his narrative, like he's kind of over like being placid on it or taking a, a passive stance. He's taking an active fighting position in things now and trying to control the narrative. Like it's up. Like this is a conflict that we're working through right now. Um, but this definitely feels like a conflict that he wants to work through right now. When he says, "Where are you right now?" and Pete says in bed with your wife and posted this photo which is him in a bed shirtless making that face uh, is horrifying like terrifying another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And this led to actually a whole subplot involving a old rumor about Ariana Grande and Mac Miller and tweets or photos that Pete or yeah, Pete had sent. So here's a story from 2018. Did Pete Davidson send intimate pics with Ariana Grande to Mac Miller before his death? And this like was a whole subplot conversation. As people were saying, this is confirmation that this happened. Other people were saying like, don't bring Mac into this drama. <laughs> like, why are we even like bringing his name into this? 
But I get it because, uh, so this was the tweet. According to TMZ, Pete Davidson sent intimate photos with Ariana Grande to Mac Miller as a way to end the rapper's hopes about her. So Ariana and Mac were together for a couple years. Uh, Ariana couldn't, could no longer um, deal with Mac having like drug use and some addiction issues. So ended the relationship, started dating Pete shortly after, but clearly there was still like a lot of emotion between Ariana and Mac. So this was saying that Pete sent these photos as a way to discourage Mac. And was it long after Pete and Ariana started dating that Mac ended up having a fatal overdose due to, uh, drugs that were laced, right? It didn't seem to be a conscious thing or even like an irresponsible use by Mac. It was just one of the sad realities of that kind of lifestyle is that you are sometimes hitting something that is laced with something that is fatal. And that ended up being the case. But there was a lot of speculation in the aftermath uh, before everybody knew the details of everything. And so there was this rumor that got started that, you know, maybe one of the things that contributed to it was Pete sending these photos. Uh, and Ariana discovered this this weekend from Max relatives and ended the relationship. The thing is, there was never a TMZ article. This tweet was the only like source, right? And people just ran with it. It started getting like reported on social media. People started writing outlines, acting like TMZ had reported on it. And it became this lore in, excuse me, Ariana, Pete's, uh, Mac Miller's circles, right? People believed it. People didn't believe it, but it's been a continual talking point to the fact that Ye actually posted about it. He had a screenshot of a tweet like this and just said no comments. And they asked Ariana Grande's brother about it recently. Uh, somebody did. And he said, I mean, listen, I've never heard of that in my life. So it's something that he seemingly denied happen. And just like, no, that's never something that's been brought up. And of course, you'll have people be like, well, you know, he doesn't have to know. Maybe Ariana didn't tell him. Maybe it was something she kept to herself. This doesn't disprove that it happened. And other people being like, see, he's never heard about it. So how could it have happened? You imagine she would have told him. Maybe he's just lying and he does know, yada, yada, yada. So some people think this is very conclusive. Some people think this is inconclusive. But at the end of the day, Pete posting something like this just feeds into the idea that this actually happened. Because if he's willing to do this to Ye right now, was he willing to do this to Mac back then? Right? So that was a whole subplot of this photo. And Ye's response is just happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab, which... <laughs> Uh, is very snarky as Pete has been to rehab. He's had addiction issues, mental health issues, right? And been in rehab for both things. Uh, he's done a lot of work to be in the place that he's at now, which I think for the most part is a lot more positive. But here yeah, he's really like letting loose in some ways of in terms of like, you know, trying to stand up to yay and getting combative and falling into some of this like negative behavior, negative energy. And Ye's just kind of like judoing it, trying to maintain the high ground while also taking some shots. 
uh, right? Because it sounds like calm. It sounds like he's diffusing in some ways. Like he's not taking the bait, so to speak, but he's still sending us some shots. Uh, and then Pete just says, same here. It's wonders what those places do when you go get help. You should try it. So condescendingly now calling out Ye's mental health and taking some shots at that while acting like he's giving advice and says, I'm in LA for the day. If you want to stop being a little internet bitch, uh, a little internet bitch boy and talk, which like, okay. And this is some of the New York like coming out of him, right? I think the goal was to have a conversation. Like he wants to talk with Ye, set things right. But there's this posturing that has to take place up front. I'm not scared of you. Like we can like throw down if you want, but actually let's talk. And he says, you don't scare me, bro. Your actions are so P word and embarrassing. It's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily, which is just like, again posturing bravado there are people that are just like oh he said these things and this is to me like i'm i'm rachel in this situation watching me and mike fight and it's just like that's like these are the things that you're saying these are the shots that you're throwing like this just feels so exhausting and like kind of childish to me and that's not to say like the things that yay has been doing up to this point have been like great and i stand behind them that's me at firefest being the person that's just like i don't think we should be doing this like i'm not like i'm not a fan of how any of this has been handled like i think some of it can be entertaining at times like with uh the lyric in the easy song i'm more inclined to find that like fun feuding rather than this being fun feuding like this to me is just so much more like intimate and ridiculous than what Ye had been doing which felt a lot more like wrestling right like you're putting things into a song lyric you're making a ridiculous music video it's all external and kind of generic and like wrestling as opposed to this which is like just actual dramatic combative conversation or attempts at a like dramatic combative conversation and reading just so <laughs> like silly to me uh and he says okay it's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily <sighs> and then yay says you're more than welcome to come to sunday service so i like i'm not going to oh he'd even give a place yet he's like i'm in la for the day if you want to stop like if you want to talk right so yay offers you're more than welcome to come to sunday service like pete wants to meet yay asking him to come to sunday service and pete's response is why don't we meet after sunday service and saints game the aforementioned soccer game it was the reason why yay moved sunday service to 10 a.m i'll be at the bhh we can have food and talk it out in my room the hotel because it seems kim has still been keeping pete out of the house away from the kids like they're not at the point where she's ready to have pete meet them and pete had even said that i think in the text message that he had previously sent to yay where he's just like hey like i haven't been like met the kids yet i'm not going to try to dictate like anything between you and kim 
I'm not like going to stop you from doing your thing. Uh, I hope one day we can just all be friends, like me, you, and the kids. And Ye was very dismissive of Pete making this positive gesture. So it's not like Pete, like this is the first thing Pete has said. He's tried to play it cool. He's tried to take the higher road, which is another reason why there are people just being like, you know what, go get yours. Like you tried to do the good thing. Now you can like go say whatever you want and it's okay. Or like to me, it's like, no, just stick with the good thing. (laughs) That's how I feel. Like just because somebody else is starting to be like that way, I don't think it's to the point yet where like this is justified. This just seems like it's going to hurt things more than help things. But um, why don't we meet after Sunday service? So he's at that hotel, right? Privately, one-on-one, man-to-man. So he's like, I want to do this privately. We can talk man-to-man. What you are doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life, which a lot of people do feel that you know, Kim was said that it's dangerous. A lot of people have said that it's like putting this kind of negative energy into the public space is going to have lasting repercussions. It's also riling people up into like an anger towards Pete, an anger towards Kim, which I have seen. Like there are people that have been very angry towards Pete and very angry towards Kim on social media. I mean, people were always like perturbed at them, right? And would be regardless of what Ye's saying. People would take sides. They'd have some like feelings. Kim has faced a lot of negative energy from the public just for being herself and having the success that she's had. Um, but this is definitely like causing a lot more antagonism. But star them for life is a big thing to say, right? Especially when it's like what you're doing to your family. And Pete thinks that he's being real. Like I'm telling you how it is. But I don't know if that's helpful. Uh, please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. And the irony slash hypocrisy to that is Pete then had these text messages posted publicly. So I get that Ye is somebody that also posts everything publicly. So I'm not just saying like, why would he do this? Like, Ye would never do something. Like, Ye has been posting everything publicly, but he's also not the person that's asking things to be handled privately. He's not saying like, Kim, let's do this privately and posting it publicly. He's the one saying like, hey, I just want to talk. I can't talk to you in private. I'm talking to you in public. I'm making this known in public, trying to control things. And he even said how when he talks about something in public, it's because he's talked about it 10 times in private. And he's just at the point where he's saying it publicly. That also doesn't justify everything that he's doing. It's just like, if you're the person saying to keep things private, you lose some points if you then take things public. Not to everyone. Other people, again, are going to be like, hey, this is fine. Uh, It's just to me who's already viewing this as problematic. This is just one of those other things. It's like, yeah, you know, a little absurd. And then Ye says, you want to see me come to Sunday service. So he's drawing a line in the sand. Sunday service is where it's at and the only place it's going to be at and Pete's response is, this isn't public, dude. I'm not here for pictures and press, which is obviously all you care about. He then made it public and caused it to be this huge press thing. Okay, um, my offer stands, which it's kind of funny because Ye had been the one that was kind of like 
threatening, right? As people were saying, he's the one talking about like beat Pete Davidson's ass and the easy song lyrics. He's the one making that easy video. He's the one that's kind of mentioned at other times yelling at Pete's or like mocking Pete's even saying like earlier in this conversation, like, where are you? Right. Where are you right now in this way that felt very like, Oh, what's he thinking? Um, and yet he's the one that wants to meet publicly. Like, let's have this conversation in public. Come to Sunday service. We'll talk. And Pete's the one that's like, no, let's do this private one-on-one. You think Pete would be the one that's like, let's talk at Sunday service where everybody is. And Ye's the one being like, no, tell me where your hotel is. I'm going to come to your hotel room. <laughs> um it just seems like if you want to talk, just talk. If Ye wants to talk at Sunday service, go talk to him at Sunday service. Like if it's going to be like public and there's going to be press and pictures, fine, have the conversation and, you know, let it be shown on record that you are the one that went to him to have a conversation that could maybe find some like common ground. But instead you're drawing this line in the sand as well of like, no, I'm only talking to you in my hotel room. That's it. <laughs> uh, and then says, I wish you'd man up for once in your life, which like, what are you trying to accomplish again? Like, are you trying to establish like you're a big man too? And you can go toe to toe with yay. Like I wish you'd man up for once in your life. I feel like anyone that's ever lived like a lower class, lower middle class, middle class, even like middle upper class life has had to man up at some point in their life, <laughs> like to pay bills, to make things happen. We just saw this entire documentary about Ye from 2002 to 2004 to 2021. Ye manned up plenty of times throughout his life. So it's just one of those things where it's like, you just have to frame it that way. I wish you'd man up for once in your life. Just it's not helping. It's just a comment that doesn't help anything. And again, this isn't me only having this energy for Pete. Like, I also don't think things that Ye has been saying and doing, especially some of the social uh, like Instagram posts about Pete, are accomplishing what you wanted to accomplish. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like hoping, like, it feels good to say because you're angry at this person or just angry in general, but like, is it doing anything? And this is not doing anything. And then he goes, let me help you, man, which is just a huge swing. Like you go from like, man up, you suck. Like you're handling this horribly wrong. Like I'm not scared of you. You're ruining your legacy every day. And it's sad. Like all these like tearing down moments and language and descriptions to let me help you. I struggle with mental stuff too. It's not an easy journey. You don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. There's a, if well-intentioned, there's still a condescending ring to everything. And if this is truly how he feels and you're like, let me help you. I know this is difficult. Then why all of this? Why all of the other things you've been saying? Why the photo of you in bed, right? Like you're causing mental issues at that point. Like you're not bringing towards peace, but now you're offering to help. 
why not start? <laughs> I mean, starting with that probably wouldn't accomplish anything either. But then he goes to, you have no idea how nice I've been to you, despite your actions towards me. I've stopped SNL from talking about or making fun of you, which they've wanted to do for months, which I can imagine they have wanted to do for months. SNL has not been, especially this group of SNL has not been happy about Ye ever since 2018, right? Like Ye's politics make him a target for SNL, but also when Ye went on SNL and the speech that he did at the end upset a lot of people who are still there. And then Pete's one of their own, right? Like, of course, they're going to ride for their friend and want to use their platform to go after Ye the same way that like, the game is putting out easy with yay and okaying the easy music video with yay because he's like riding with his guy right so i get where snl is coming from and it is a big thing of pete to be like hey don't do that and that's just going to complicate things that's just going to like cause more negativity than what's necessary like that's that earns some points with me doing that but then throwing it in yay's face loses some points right um, <laughs> and we go into, I've stopped stand-up comedians from doing bits about you. Cause I don't want the father of my girl's kids to look bad out there, which is just such a, I imagine a triggering phrasing. And you know, despite all this, like I'm making a 38 minute video on this right now. Ye didn't really talk about this in any of his like Instagram posts today. He made reference to it. But it's not like this was his focal point. He didn't go off on some huge thing about Pete sent me these texts. How dare he? This big public response. It seemed like really this was a fly buzzing around him. And he was more concerned about working things out with Kim, what people are saying about him and all these other things that were beyond Pete's. Um, so even though I'm saying like, oh, this is upsetting the way that he framed this. Was it? I mean, Ye didn't really seem to address any of this in a way that showed that he cared. Uh, but I've stopped stand-up comedians from doing bits because I don't want the father of my girl's kids to look bad out there. I guess that's nice, but then you're also like posting this when you're clowning on Ye throughout this and trying to make him look bad and feel bad and it's just, again, I'm not saying he can't do this. It's just energy that is conflicting. Because if you're trying to set things straight and make things good, then you don't say half the things. If you're trying to stand up to him and you don't care about things being good, then I get why you'd say a lot of these things. But to try standing up and then to, in the next breath, try making things right, it just doesn't seem like it is going to work out the way that you want it to. Uh, I have your back, even though you treat me like shit, because I want everything to be smooth. Okay. <laughs> um, but if you continue to press me like you have for the past six months, I'm going to stop being nice, which, okay. So what's that entail? Like you're just going to go to war with Ye, start making fun of him all the time, start like causing more issues. Is that going to solve things? Uh, you're going to have Pete attacking Ye, Ye attacking Pete. Kim's going to be sitting there. Like, how does she, how is she going to feel about that? How are the kids going to feel about that? Nobody really wins from any of this energy, right? It just feels like, 
I don't think it accomplishes anything positive for anyone. And maybe it's the kind of thing where things have to get messy before they work themselves out. Maybe Pete sends these and posts it and then thinks back on it. It was like, that was ridiculous. I don't know why I did any of that. And he changes the way in which he's handling it from here on out. Maybe he doubles down. Maybe he thinks this is great. Maybe John Mulaney calls him up and is like, home run, hit it out of the park with all of those messages. I could have said it better myself. In fact, I want to send some messages to somebody in my life. Will you write them for me? Maybe that's happening. I don't think so. But, and again, that's not to say that like everything Ye has done is great. Ye has done has been great. And everything that Pete's done is awful. I don't think either of them have been going about it in a great way. And I get why Pete is at a point where he's sending this when this has been going on for months and months and months but it's also funny how little yay seems to care about it at the end of the day like he's been more concerned with the spectacle of calling out pete than the actual interactions and engaging with pete which just two very different levels of going about things which you could probably write like a whole thesis paper on or make an hour and a half YouTube video about. But okay, I guess that's it for this video. Uh, we'll make more videos on other stuff later, but it is currently 3.45 a.m. So until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.